Welcome to Ipsa Dixit, a podcast on legal scholarship. I'm your host, Brian L. Fry, Spears Gilbert Professor of Law at the University of Kentucky College of Law. My guest is Joseph White, founder of the Tabula Rasa Record Company. We will discuss the current state of the music business and where it should go. So welcome to the show, Joseph. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a real pleasure. Um, I love everything about this project and I am a huge fan of what you're doing and why you're doing it. But for listeners who don't already know about Tabula Rasa, maybe you can introduce them to the project, what it is, and why you created it. Yeah, well, thank you for saying that. It's been uh, it's been an exciting year so far. What the what the project is currently, and what kind of how we're thinking about what it is and what it's becoming is. It's a, it's a record label on its face, but it's a project where we think about and experiment with different ways to have music and like audio as an art form interact more effectively. And like, it's, it's a, it's a record label, but it's an experiment as well. And it's a project where we're, we're trying to fix a lot of the problems that musicians and artists currently have. Essentially it's, it's a it's a record label and then some. Well, maybe you could start by sort of identifying some of the things you see as as problems, or maybe like are there consensus kind of ideas about what kind of problems exist? Yeah, the the obvious problem and sort of where a lot of my passion for this comes from is in how a lot of artists are treated and have been treated when it comes to their distribution agreements that they have with the streaming companies or labels. Um, they're, the way that they're structured is rather extractive. And uh, there's a lot, of, um, a lot of words like perpetuity and uh, a lot of tricky little clauses that, that wrap artists up into an agreement for a long time, sometimes when they're very young and sometimes for many years and many projects that are poorly defined at the outset, um, and they're left with little control over what they create and produce and very little of the financial products that they that they create uh, as a result of that uh, work that they've done, right? Obviously, they get support from the label and the streaming services get music in front of new people, but it's it's pretty, pretty one-sided and the contracts that they get into sort of reflect that very, very obviously. And that's, that's sort of the starting point for launching this project was like, none of this makes sense. And I'm pretty sure we can do this in a different way. I'm not sure what that way is going to be yet, but we'll figure it out. And let's start by finding really talented self like motivated musicians and artists. And uh, let's just start putting stuff out and sort of see where the path goes. Um, And we're a year into it now. And we've put out a lot of really cool, fun music and we have taken zero royalties and um, it's uh, it continues to grow and people are very excited about it, including myself. So, yeah, that's like a, 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 a long way of sort of describing what we're aimed at, but it's kind of nebulous to begin with. So um, thanks for sticking with me through that. Yeah. So, Joseph, I mean, when you talk to artists, 
are they primarily concerned or are they primarily objecting to the financial relationship that they have to labels, the sort of non-financial elements of that relationship that is kind of control over the work itself, or is it kind of a combination of both? That's a good question. It's, it's a, it's a combination of both. And it, I guess it, it depends a little bit on where the artist is in their career, right? If, if the artist already has like sort of a, a platform independently of any sort of like label or, or, or other sort of company or whatever, they're going to be concerned a little bit more on retaining some of that financial aspect. But the, the control, I think, is something that as soon as, as soon as you give artists a clear picture of, and there, there are, um, there's, I'm going to digress slightly, but there's a company called Create Safe that's doing uh, some good work in showing artists exactly what a record label would look like if they were to get it where their money would go and like how much they would be compensated. And the traction that that's got, I think, reflects that artists are, are concerned about the financial structure of those agreements, but also the control once you lay it out for people. It's like, oh, that's horrible and doesn't make any sense. Like, that's something that I made. I brought that, like, I didn't get any support from the label. You signed me just by finding me on SoundCloud or whatever, and you're taking control over my intellectual property for how long? Oh, forever? Oh, all of it? Okay. Like, you know, people are pretty surprised by by that sort of thing, um, understandably, right? And we're trying to bring more awareness to that and like fix it as well. It seems really inefficient because it seems like you're pointing to a way in which the interests of the labels and the artists are not intersecting with each other in ways that they could intersect much more effectively and efficiently. And, and so like when you saw that problem, what did it, what did it make you think about what a label could or should look like? Yeah, no, that's a really, uh, that's well said. Um, and sort of how I view what a label should be and, I, I tried to embed some of this in the in the name of the label is like a label should be a blank slate for the artist to I don't know if use is the right word, but I'm gonna say it anyway, to 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 use to to the degree to which they need it, right? If they need support doing art, if they need support with mixing and mastering or things like that, they should be able to turn to the label and say, Hey, I need help with this, and they should be able to get it, right? But for a label to come in and say, this is the way you are going to put out your art. Um, and also you're going to give us all of the IP rights for it. Like that just doesn't seem right. Like you're saying, like it doesn't seem, it seems like that could be a m much more efficient and sort of mutually beneficial. And the, like in terms of productizing music, you run into problems because art is sometimes not, as marketable of a product as it could be if were it not worked on by a marketing team or something like this. Right. But I'm not all that concerned about that. I think, I think the, the albums and the music that people really connect to are often right. Like things that people just put out because they had to. And those are the types of artists that I, I think will 
connect with this project. And that's really the type of stuff that I'm concerned about putting out anyway. So like, that's less of a concern for me. And the, the, the structure of the label is going to be like a take, take what you need, give what you can sort of artist label relationship. I guess part of me wonders whether what you're creating is really a record label at all or kind of something different. And, and I wonder if the project that you're creating is a project for all different kinds of artists or maybe a particular kind of artist. Yeah. I think the, the shape of it feels new. I, I haven't done it's, it's shaped like a company, but it acts, yeah, like a charitable organization, at least to the degree that, um, I, I, like, I, I, you're not the first person to say, like, oh, this could probably be some sort of nonprofit setup. And, and I've thought about kind of bifurcating the project into two sort of entities where the, the, the entity that does all of the licensing stuff is a nonprofit, and then you have a profitable part of it that kind of like helps fund everything. I'm not quite sure how that would work yet, but you know, it could sell like merch and do licensing deals and stuff like that. Of course, with the consent of the artists who have their, their licensing deals all structured by the nonprofit. So it's in their favor and they can have control over all of that. So like, yeah, that's, that's certainly one idea and like a little bit um, out in the future, but, uh, but it's very helpful to sort of get, uh, feedback on how 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 that could take shape in a way that continues to be beneficial for for artists and and keep the keep the organization alive and on that point too we on on the on the on the charitable point we launched a uh uh via via gumroad a um just for the this is this is the plugs segment via gumroad we launched a a, a patron funding um page where people can like just pledge five bucks a month or whatever to help us cover costs right now. Cause we sort of, the only way we're doing that is through me, which is fine and what I expected, but you know, we're trying to get a little bit of support so we can sort of distribute some of that cost and keep the licensing deals the way we want them to, to stay. And they will stay that way forever, but you know, it'd be, we're trying to get a, a, a little bit of support that way. So, um, yeah. Well, so it seems to me that one of the reasons it feels like a charitable enterprise is not only because what you're doing is providing services to artists at essentially no cost to them, but also pursuing a kind of broader mission to say something about the music industry, the music business, and what it means to engage in the production of, of sound recordings. So I mean, like when you think about what the project means, what do you want people to take away from it? Yeah. When I, when I think about what the project means to me personally, and what I hope it means to the artists that are involved directly in the project, what I hope it means to them is it provides for them an outlet to to make the art that they want to make in a way that is sort of free of the traditional sort of constraints of the economic traps that artists can often fall into that I feel degrades art for both fans and artists. Like the exchange and the experience is mediated currently in such a way that I think 
a lot of the artistic merit and value gets kind of squeezed out of it and you end up with a, a lesser product. And I, I think that hurts artists. And I think it hurts fans ultimately, but there's this sort of machine in the middle that benefits from it and grows. Um, and, and we're trying to be the thing in the middle that allows for sort of more direct artist fan connection. Right. And I hope, I hope that's what it means to people. And that's, that's what I want it to mean. Well, so like as a law professor and someone who sort of thinks about markets and, and regulation, especially in the intellectual property sphere, we often talk about market failures and transaction costs. And it, it seems to me that one thing you're doing is solving transactions costs for a particular category of of artists. In other words, you're giving them a way to accomplish things that they couldn't have accomplished without the platform that that you're providing. And I guess one thing I'm really interested in is sort of your perspective on what exactly it is that those artists want, why they want it, and how you think about what you are doing to provide a platform that will satisfy what they need. What do, what do artists want? Oftentimes, oftentimes I think is that desire, almost the desire for what they want their art to look like, I think, unfortunately is in part constructed by economic forces and sort of all the various aspects that we were just talking about. Like, if you're an up and coming artist, what you what you want is to be able to make your art and not die of starvation, right? That's that's what that's what most artists want. They want they want to get paid and they want to make art, right? That's pretty simple. And the way to get that in our current sort of paradigm is to to get a record deal. And that's sort of what's offered to them. That's what's on the table and I want to put something else on the table and ultimately get rid of the table. But for now, I think, I think, yeah, that, that, that giving them the, the tools that they need to sort of make the art that they make, that they want to make and still be compensated for it fairly is the sort of bigger aim of the project. And we can't fix the amount that they get paid on streaming right now, but we can fix the problem that the label takes most of what they would have gotten on streaming, even, even though it's a de minimis amount of money. Right. And the only reason of course, that labels are able to to take that is because a lot of the major labels own stakes in, for example, Spotify. So they can they can sell their portfolio of intellectual property to the streaming platform at a reduced rate. And, and that's not something we can fix today. But we can, you know, by aiming at independent artists, we can kind of undercut that a little bit and start chipping away at it. Yeah, that's sort of a, a couple of things together. But well, so when artists come to you and choose to use your platform as opposed to competing uh, record labels, what is it that they find most appealing about what you're providing? Like, how does that intersect with what they want and the choices that they're making? Right. I think I think the platform of a label is helpful for especially for early career artists as like a, some sort of, 
you know, stamp of approval or, or, or legitimacy, right? So it gives them that. It gives them also a group of, it gives them su- support. They like, they like the sort of network that they're entered into, right? We have, we, if you, if you release something on our label and you need, you know, like cover art or something, odds are we're going to be able to get you that anyway. And, you know, you'd have that at a label, but, you know, you'd be signing away a lot of your rights to that as well. And I, I think what's appealing with those things together is you get most of the good and you don't, you don't, you don't get the big like signing bonus or anything with us, but you know, a lot of these artists that we're catering to are aware of that because like so few artists are able to access that sort of arrangement anyway. And the rest are kind of just left to fight for the streaming scraps basically currently. And you, you can access all of the streaming platforms and sort of present your work as this, you know, legitimate piece of art that you had in mind without having to, yeah, sign, sign anything away, I guess, is the main thing. But um, the appealing part is is kind of all of that, I, I suppose. Yeah. As a copyright law professor and someone working in the kind of policy sphere, we have a sort of blanket assumption that authors are working primarily because they care about financial returns, right? But from what you're saying to me, it sounds like the artists you're working with have other concerns as well. And that in some respects, maybe the financial returns aren't necessarily the most important thing to them. Is that a fair assessment of sort of what makes your platform appealing to people? Yeah, I think, I think there's a couple of things going on there. I think a lot of, well, first of all, I think the assumption that, that people make things solely for financial gain is like, I'm pretty sure you'd agree with this is that that's, that's only right to the degree that that's necessary, right? Like if I could make stuff that I think is cool and not need money for it, that would, that would be like, just as satisfying, right? So I, I think that's a bit wrong, but I get why it's an assumption, right? Like it's it's a useful assumption, but I think it's wrong in the case of a lot of art. I, I think there's also an untapped market of artists who who do work regular like day jobs and also make really good art that people are going to want to hear and they're passionate about it, but it's not a full-time career for them. And Labels don't like that, like traditionally labels don't like that sort of arrangement because you don't get 100% of their like mind share devoted to making you the label money, right? And if we sort of like erase all of the incentives there, then there's a whole bunch of people who have a whole lot of like really good art to offer the world. And and I, I, I want to get that to people, right? Like there's no question that people want more good art all the time. And um, I'm one of those people. Like, I know that because I'm that person. And there's like, I connect with these people online all the time, and they're making something really good. And, you know, they, they go to work during the day, and all night, they're making like, the coolest. can I swear on here? They're making the coolest shit. And uh, I think people need to hear it. And I don't really care that that they wouldn't fit in at a traditional label, because it's not their full time job, right? So there's a couple of things going on there. Obviously, if we can get to the point where we can support full-time artists, that would be terrific. And ultimately, 
part of the plan of the label is to get to a point where where we can fund bigger projects and make bigger productions and, and things like this, right? But that yeah, that's that's the main thing. There's this sort of niche of art that doesn't have that sort of institutional like whatever validation. And I think it probably I think that's a big mistake. I think that's a market failure, right? Um, and that's one of the other things that we're trying to address is like, why shouldn't that be elevated to, to state of legitimacy via yeah a label or something like it? Well, so maybe you could talk a little bit about how that actually works in practice, right? Like, so when you work with an artist, what does that look like? Sort of what do you offer? What do people find appealing about what you offer? What do they want? What do you try to achieve? Where do you see this project going as you develop it in the future? I mean, the messages I get are a couple of artists that we've released from, and, and I, I get emails that are like, Hey, I read the, I read the philosophy page of your record label and everything you said there is like, like makes complete sense. And I, I, I love everything about it. And I want to release with you. I have this project that's ready, or I have this project that I'm working on. And I sort of let the partially out of necessity, but partially because I think it serves both both the label and the artist is that I sort of let them define what they want that arrangement to look like because, because like the, the demographic of artists that I was just talking about, they're highly self-driven, very productive people. And sometimes they want to do everything themselves and like far be it for me to get in the way of like, somebody doing exactly what they want to do start to finish and I'll just get out of the way. And when we need to put it out, I'll handle all of the distribution stuff and set up the royalty distribution and all of, all of those things. But beyond that, the part, the project just goes from start to finish completely under their purview. And that's fine. Other times they'll come to me with a project and it's like, Hey, we need mixing and mastering done and I'll find a way to do that. Um, in an affordable way. And, you know, any anything that they need, we will provide to them, given, given our constraints that which they're aware of, because they have read the they've done their homework. And they're like, yeah, this is, this is the best way to get my vision out into the world. And when they come to us, they're aware of all of those sort of, I think, different constraints that we have versus a traditional label. And, and they're, they're trying to make their project the best they can and um whatever it is that we can provide to them we will including retention of all of the ip rights and things like that right but the 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 answer to the big question of what the project comes to look like is like i'm not sure yet and that's kind of what is fun about it to me and that's why it's called tabula rasa right like it's the logo is a blank slate with one little dot on it right and that one little dot was like the first idea and the rest of it is still blank, right? Like this project, the intention has always been to let it define itself according to the sort of like needs and issues that we run into. It's resonating with a lot more people than I expected in a, in a different way than I expected, but which is very exciting. But uh, yeah, I guess the answer to that like far off question is I don't really know. And like, all, all I know is I want it to address the, in any way we can, the concerns that we sort of brought up earlier in the conversation. 
whatever we need to do again to solve those problems, we'll figure out a way to do it. Well, so I can totally understand why a lot of artists would be attracted by the platform that you're offering. What about from your end? I mean, do you pick and choose among artists? Are there some artists that you're more or less interested in working with, or is it kind of an open access type platform? Like, how do you see like your ability to provide services? Yeah, and that's something I've been kind of working through lately as as the uh, as we get a little bit more visibility and as the sort of traction picks up. These are all like, you know, as they say, good problems to have. But initially, my sort of uh, there there's a bit of a sort of like curator aspect to it, where it's like music that I like and I think is cool has got a good chance of coming out with us. We haven't had a lot of submissions where I'm like, you know, it's 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 about the the type of person that wants to release on this label. I think there's a bit of a selection mechanism there where it's like the type of person that's going to read the philosophy section of a record label's website is probably the type of person that regardless of what kind of music they're making, I'm going to want to at least talk to them and try and figure out how we can make their project where like if they have questions about artwork or videos or mixing and mastering or productizing their work in any sort of way like i'm gonna want to be involved in that because they're the type of person that wants to be involved in that and it's just fun right like that's that's kind of another through line of this is like how cool is it to be able to work with like a bunch of really highly motivated creative artistic people that sort of in itself is just selfishly like really really cool um but also in terms of what i can provide like my i i make i do make music myself but i'm not that focused on getting it out in any sort of like real like i sort of just do it for fun i don't we don't have to get into why that is maybe i'm not quite comfortable with it yet or whatever but that's not important like I think my skill set is general enough to where like i can figure out how to put together the right tools for artists to get done what they need to get done. And that's sort of what I bring to it. And over the past couple of months, I've started to bring more people on um, who want to be involved in the same way that I want to be involved. And, you know, maybe we'd get to a point where we would have a creative director and there would be a bit of curation aspect to the label. And, and sort of that's also what people would be buying into. But, you know, we're not quite there yet like i i do see value into into split and i'm just thinking out loud right now into splitting it into sort of two entities where where the entity right like i said earlier that does the licensing is this nonprofit that's open access and i've had this idea of creating a a template document or something and maybe you can help me with this like uh i have a release agreement that's written up that Maybe we could open source or something like that. And just any artist can go and take that. And if they're entering into a negotiation with a label, they can have something to be like, this is if this is what I want my agreement to look like. And if it doesn't look something like this, I don't want to be involved in this agreement. And that's kind of how we can address the problem at a at a label level. But and and and, and our label itself is sort of a different project where we're putting out just kind of music to my and the people involved taste. Um, that's, 
I think probably ideally where we want to go, where we can like split the difference there, right? In closing, I think that really gets to a big part of what I think is really interesting to me about your project, which is that in a sense, it feels like a record label, but also kind of a conceptual art project in the sense that you're kind of asking artists to think about why they want a record label in the first place. I think you're, you're right on. Um, I've been hesitant to use words like that. So I'm, I'm glad you did, but I, I think that's right. Like it is, it is, it is fundamentally a conceptual art project and it sort of comes out of my having thought about a lot of these issues for, oh God, like seven or eight years now. Um, I, in undergrad, I had a, a class called Intellectual Property in Science. And it was like probably stuff you're more than familiar with where like questions of how can we copyright things from nature and like, what does it mean to have intellectual property and like, how can you actually own an idea and asking questions about whether or not that actually makes sense. And obviously I don't have the answers to those questions, but I think people should continue to keep asking them. And part of this project is to keep a lot of, a lot of those questions in the air and circulating. And so we don't get complacent and end up degrading art to the point where it's basically just a shitty plastic toy so, uh, yeah, thank, thanks for, thanks for using those words. And, uh, I, I, I think that's, I think that's right. Um, and maybe I'll, maybe I'll start using that more. Well, Joseph, thanks so much for coming on the show. I love this project. I love what you're doing and it was a real pleasure talking to you about it. Um, and I hope, uh, I hope listeners will check out the label, you know, listen to the music and maybe if, if, if they're performers themselves, send stuff your way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I can't wait to hear everything that uh, people, people send in and thank you for um, bearing with me. I don't do a lot of interviews. So uh, thanks for, thanks for having me on. Brian. <laughs>